And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we are going to discuss a film called When in Rome. All right. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. First of all, When in Rome is a great song, uh-huh. sung by Tony Bennett. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. The film, When in Rome, is not so wonderful. <laughs> no, I would say keep your passport handy, When in Rome, so you can fly out of this mess as soon as you get into the theater. <laughs> it's really a waste of time, isn't it? It really is. You know, it's not that horrible. No. It's just a silly, dumb, unentertaining movie directed by Mark Stephen Johnson, and its two stars are Kristen Bell and Josh Demel. Right. Now, Kristen Bell plays Beth. She works for the Guggenheim Museum in New York. She works for Angelica Houston, who is her boss and who is just a horrible person to her. And apparently men are also horrible to her because she can't seem to get a date. Right, right. Her sister, played by Alex Zina, is getting married in Rome. So she goes over to Rome. She destroys the reception. A lot of slapstick stuff that just isn't very funny. Correct. She kind of hooks up emotionally with Josh Dumel, who is the best friend of the groom. And then something magical happens. (laughs) Kristen Bell goes into the fountain where you throw coins. Trevi fountain. And she swipes five coins from the fountain of love, and she hopes that she will meet one of these people. But it's a drunken, silly wish. But what she doesn't know is we suddenly see four people who are someplace else doing something else. Suddenly, we hear a musical chord, and they look up as if something astonishing has happened. And these four people are Will Arnett, who plays Antonio, who is an artist. John Hader, who plays Lance, who is a street musician. Dax Shepard, who plays Gail, who is a model. Right. And a sausage magnate, played by, of all people, Danny DeVito. Oh, this was such an unfortunate career move for all the actors. And, you know, Les, you said it earlier that this is not a terrible movie. I mean, it's not X-rated or anything. It's just the kind of picture, if they're going to give out an Oscar for dull, this movie would qualify. I mean, it's really a dull piece of work. And I don't think that there's any magic between the two leading stars in this picture whatsoever. And we talk about casting, casting, casting time and time again, how crucial that is to a movie being even salvageable. And in the case of Josh Demel and Kristen Bell, I'm afraid you have two people who are dreadfully miscast. They are miscast. Nothing happens between them. Well, they can't. She's four feet tall and he's six feet nine. (laughs) So nothing can happen between them. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. They bat their eyes at each other. They're obviously very much in love, which I don't believe. But if they're going to bat their eyes at each other, I'll say, okay, now I understand. That's what they're doing. And you know from the first five minutes of the film, you know what's going to happen at the end. Uh. But you go through all this stupidity. And then, by the way, they all wind up in New York City where they apparently all live. Why did they go to New York City? Well, it was silly because at least in Rome, they had something interesting to look at, some pretty sights. And I mean, you know, you could at least forget the horribleness of the dialogue and lose yourself looking at some of the buildings. That's true. The only building we get to look at in New York City is the Guggenheim Museum. And we see somebody drive their car up that circular ramp in the Guggenheim. It's a little tiny clown car that they drive that no one really has and couldn't survive with in New York. And then all of the actors pile into the little tiny clown car and then they get out at some point. 
point. Here's another thing about this movie that just drove me crazy, Les, and it was so distracting. Kristen Bell looks like a refugee from a Russian gymnast Olympics camp. <laughs> she is so tiny. And then you have the only other actress who's maybe smaller than she is playing her sister, Alexis Zena. And I'm telling you, these two little itsy-bitsy girls look like they're about 11 years old. And it really doesn't work in a film like this when they're trying to have what they're calling romantic comedy relationships. And frankly, Josh Demel deserves a better shot than this. And honestly, I don't think Kristen Bell is such a bad actress. It's just that she's not very good in this film. Listen, she's not Meg Ryan. She's not even Sandra Bullock. She sure as heck is not Gene Arthur or any of the people who made movies like this 50, 60 Palatable. Years. Yeah, I just don't know what to do with her. Well, there's another factor in this movie, and that is that the writers decided that Pratt Falls would be the funniest thing that they could do in this movie. And I counted... 28 kind of slapstick moments where an actor or an actress would run into a wall or fall on the floor or have a chair come out from under them. This was followed by glass crashing and walls falling. I counted 28, and that was in the first 19 minutes of this movie. I must have snoozed through some of those. Well, I'm sure. But then the other part of it was there was nothing much to look at, so my mind was wandering, and then I finally came to, and I went, oh my gosh, wasn't that Don John? Johnson playing Kristen Bell's father in the movie, that was at least something to think about. After that, I lost all interest in this picture. Well, I recognized Don Johnson immediately, but it took me a couple of minutes to figure out that her mother is being played by yes. Peggy Lipton. Yeah, right. Wow. And between the two of them, they have four minutes in this whole film. Okay. You know what? This movie is very much like a television show. Ah, of course it is. And it would have been better as a half-hour comedy pilot, I think. Certainly not anything that belongs on the big screen. And I will also say, I don't know who the audience is for this movie. It certainly isn't going to be college kids. So I'm thinking maybe it would be little tweeny girls, and maybe this is the kind of movie that mom can rent for a slumber party or a sleepover because it's very innocent, and the two leading ladies look like they're 11 or 12 years old. So it'll be just perfect. Well, it wasn't perfect for me, and and because of that. Okay. And because nobody in this film was very good, including Danny DeVito. And Danny DeVito is hysterical when he just shows up and says hello. He's not very good in this film. Will Arnett is definitely not funny. John Hader, Napoleon Dynamite was a long time ago. Do something else, John. Dax Shepard, all he did was look good with his clothes off. Mindless, mindless comedy. Yeah. It's a disastrously stupid movie, and I'm giving it a red light. You know, I thought the whole movie was about as flat and shapeless as Kristen Bell's bodice. So, (laughs) chew on that. Shallow story, miscast leads, overabundance of slapstick gags, mindless dialogue, boring character actors who kept the charisma factor way down on low. When in Rome, come on, everybody. This one's a red light. All right. When in Rome... Directed by Mark Stephen Johnson and starring Kristen Bell and Josh Jumel. Two red lights from Ann Elder and myself for When in Rome. Oh boy. We're going to come back with another movie to review. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to run into all of you having as great a time as we do at the movies. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.